Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Hey, y'all, welcome to the happy hour. I'm Jamie, and I'm super giddy because Monday was the happy hour's birthday. Yes, eight years this show has been happening, and sometimes it feels like I've been doing this my entire life, and other times it feels like I just started. And the reason this is so exciting is because Patoya talked today in our conversation today, talks a lot how she just said the next right yes with a lot of things in her life. And Jen Hand was on a couple months ago, and she talks about that as well as just saying the next yes. And I feel like this podcast is just me saying the next yes all the time. I could have never dreamed this up. I'm so grateful for every single one of you who has ever listened to a show. I'm grateful that you keep coming back. I'm grateful for your kind words. I'm grateful to every guest that has said, yeah, I want to come on your show and talk about important things. Most importantly, I am so grateful for the work that this podcast has done in people's lives. It's not me. It is us. Like this podcast is doing great things and and I get to be a part of it. And it is the most exciting thing I've ever gotten to do. I say all the time, hands down, I have the best job in the world. The conversations that I get to have, I would not trade them for anything Because I'm a different person because of this show. I'm a better person because of this show. I'm more in love with Jesus because of this show. And so if it's done that for me, my hope is that it's done that to you as you've listened. So I just want to say happy birthday to the happy hour and thank you for being here. Today's our third episode in our four-part series about foster care. May is National Foster Care Month. And so we wanted to talk to different people who are in different parts of the foster care journey. Today on the show, Patoya Hall joins me. And Batoya is a beautiful woman who drove down and sat in my office and chatted with me about what it's been like for her to become a foster mom. Um, A thing that's a little bit different about her story is she's a single woman. And we talk about that a lot in the show. And I think you're going to enjoy that. But Batoya makes it very clear that she set out to just say the next yes to God. You're going to be super encouraged by this conversation. Guys, if you want to see all of the resources that we have about Foster Care Month, go to jamieivy.com slash foster. Everything's there from all of these four conversations to any show that we've had in the past that talks about foster care. We want to put all of that in one spot so you can find anything that you need about foster care. You guys, did you hear the good news? We announced it on Monday, which was our birthday. I told you that. Um, Happy birthday to the happy hour. But we announced that we have a podcast course. Yes, we have been wanting to do this for literally years. Not only have we been wanting to do this, you guys have been asking for us to do this for years. And so that's the best news is that we are going to have a course for you guys this year. We're telling you, we're going to head start on it. We're telling you all about it now. If you're thinking, I've always wanted to have a podcast. First of all, I think, yes, you should. And second, we want to help you do that. So I want, I wanted to tell you that good news. And I want to tell you, keep looking out in the newsletter for information about how you 
can know more about this podcast course that we're creating for you. Friends, if you haven't started following me over on Instagram, I would love to have you over there. My Instagram handle is at Jamie Ivy, and Instagram is just my most favorite social media place to hang out. And so I'd love to have you there. It's a lot of fun and you can always keep up with who has been on the show over on my Instagram page. All right, friends, here's my conversation with Patoya Hall. Patoya, welcome to the happy hour. Thank you for having me. Well, so fun. let me tell you, people come in and record often. And I, I just need to say, some people bring gifts. <laughs> you went above and beyond today with your gift giving. I love giving gifts. I you really do? do? Like I you really love do. giving gifts? Yes, for real. I love giving fun, specific gifts or just unexpected. Whenever I meet people like you, I always think to myself, <laughs> I want to be more like them. Because it's an area of my life, I've said it before, I need to let all my friends know, everyone, I am not yeah. that way. I don't yeah. think that way. I don't think, oh, I should bring something for them. <laughs> like, okay, you know, when I was listening to your episode with Hunter, uh huh, I was like, I am going to Because she came with gifts. She ca- did she come with gifts? Yes, okay, she did. I didn't remember, but I do remember you guys talking about frothing your coffee. Uh-huh. And I think I have the same frother as okay. Hunter. And I was like, I'm going to get Jamie a frother. Oh. But here's the thing, I have a one-year-old, and of course I didn't remember. But <laughs> I knew well, that I totally to forgot that I said I was going to buy a frother for this <laughs> office, and we do not have one yet. So note to self, Lindsay. Frother needs to be ordered <laughs> yes. ASAP. Um, yes, she brought gifts too. That's so fun. I'm not surprised. I know. Hunter, so, yeah, that, that feels like her. I, I say I need to like just really like be intentional that I want this to happen. I'll, I, I will tell you this. One thing I did last year was I went through, uh, we, at, this is so dumb, and it's not dumb, but I'm going to get to my story. <laughs> at our office, we use this program called Asana. Uh-huh. Okay, it's a task yeah. management yeah. program. So all of our projects are in there, everything. Well, you can just have your own personal list. So like, yeah. if my people I work with saw my personal <laughs> list, it's like, call the groomer. I, I just put everything <laughs> yes. in there. Call the groomers, make eye appointments for the kids. I mean, it's kind of a brain dump. It is a brain dump. Yeah. And I use it as a brain dump a, lo- brain dump a lot. But I went through and I put all the birthdays that matter to uh, me in there and I had them recurring so every and I had them come up two weeks before the birthday so I'm trying that's my first step to try to be intentional yes with showing people that I love them through gifts I put birthdays in my Google calendar see yeah because it sends me a text message and an email (laughs) because I don't remember I know Facebook will tell you, but I'm never I'm never on Facebook either so do you love getting gifts as much as you love giving them I do love getting gifts. Okay. Sometimes to I self, don't, I'm not self. sure how to receive them well, yeah. but I love a really thoughtful gift. Oh. Even if it's the, just the simplest little thing, oh I, I think it's so fun. I, I'm curious about that, but people who are really great gift givers, if they also love giving, uh, also love receiving gifts, because I think you can be one or the other, obviously. Yeah. Um, but so your gifts that you brought were from Magnolia yes. because you live in Waco. I live in Waco. And I was like, I have to bring something that's Waco-esque. Yeah. I know that you're a UT fan. Yes. So I did not bring you Baylor gear, but I really... It's okay. I cheer for the Bears. Bears. Thank you. Unless they're playing Texas. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I'll cheer for the Bears. I was yeah. I was really cheering for them in the tournament that we just yes. had in March Madness. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll cheer for them. I'm also a UT fan. So I do feel torn a lot. But now you work at Baylor. <laughs> now I work at Baylor. So yes. go Bears. Go Bears. Go but, Bears. Yes. Brought you Magnolia. It's delicious. How long have you lived in Waco? Oh, man. Five and a half years. Okay. Okay. Which is so, wild. 
Waco was already what it is now five and a half years ago. Just about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. those of us, are you from Texas your whole life? I'm from Texas. Okay. So when those of us from Texas, when people like mm-hmm. rave about Waco, we really are like, <laughs> no one knew about Waco no. until Chip and Joanna Gaines. Well, and when I was, my family was like, why are you going to Waco? Like, why? You live in Austin. I'm not sure about Waco. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I promise it'll be good. What is the thing that most people think about Waco pre-Chip and Joanna and pre- yeah. Baylor's doing really great in athletics in the last yeah. five or six years. Yes. So I don't want to like forget about them. They've come a long way and won national championships and things yes. like that. So go Bears. But previous to this, what would people think about when they would think about Waco? Oh, David Koresh. Yes, is David Koresh. <laughs> Have you seen the TV series? No. And uh, it's called Waco. Yes, I know about it. I haven't let myself watch it. And well, you I know who to. plays David Koresh. Who? Are you also a Friday Night Lights fan? Okay. I haven't watched. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. Latoya, what are we doing here? What are we doing? I know. I should be ashamed. Okay. Well, the first thing I want you to do when you leave here is I want you to make a plan. Got it. To go watch I'm Friday Night Lights. Yes. Um, I People told me to watch it forever, and I couldn't get into it. And then I just okay. binged it a couple years ago and this loved it. This is how I feel about it. Okay. So David Koresh is played by Tim Riggins. Really? That's not his name. His name's Taylor. But okay. um, yeah, so that Good was a little know. odd to see Tim Riggins playing. Yeah. I need to I need to watch both of those. Because I was on a trip to England, and they legitimately asked me about David Koresh. Oh, wow. See, and that's what like, I'm telling you, people. Wow, you people guys know. Yes, people know about Waco from that. Which is unreal. So Which, thank you, Chip and Joanna. Yes. For redeeming <laughs> this little dot of a place between Dallas and Austin. And now it's amazing. And now it's amazing. So many people... I went a couple like, over. I don't I travel to Dallas a lot for mm-hmm. work, but I don't drive a lot because I yes. just I thirty five it's you just it. drove down here. Uh-huh. It's anxious. It's, it gets mm-hmm. it makes me feel bad. It makes me feel it's things tough. I don't want to feel. Um <laughs> But one time I was there and I stopped at Magnolia. I've been once. I needed to see it. It was beautiful. Chip and Joanna, you're doing a great job. But I saw these tour buses and I was like, Y'all this place. So I oh, just yeah. every time I think about them, I'm like Talk about a couple yeah. who just transformed Truly. the city. And I yeah. know, like, let's give credit. There's probably a lot of other people who have yes. really put a lot of work into yes. the city of Waco. But yes. it's a fun little place now. It's a fun little place. There's a, it's it's a great place for entrepreneurs. Obviously, really? Joe is Well, yeah, obviously. Very We've large. Seen that. But there are so many small businesses and organizations to support small businesses. I love so that. It's it's a fun little gym. I love that. Yeah. Okay, so you live in Waco. But tell us about you. What do you do? All, your yeah. family, all the things. So I work for Baylor University. Go Bears. And go Bears. <laughs> I work in human resources, okay. which a lot of people will cringe, but I'm like, I really love it. Yeah. I really love it. I don't know what that means about me, but I think it's a really fun and neat job. Yeah. Um, my family, it's just me and my daughter, Addie. That's still so strange to say. <laughs> Her full name is Adeline. Yeah. I always have to tell people that because it really is my favorite. Mm. I just think it's so beautiful and yeah. fitting to her now. But I loved that name even before yeah. her. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we just live this small town life in Waco, it. Texas. I love it. Well, I'm really happy that you're here and the listeners know we're right in the middle of this four week uh, or two week four episode series about foster care. Mm-hmm. And it's something that's really important for me to chat about. Yeah. Uh, I have three children in my family through adoption, uh, none through foster care. I always say like, I mean, God does what he does and Mm -hmm. I follow him and trust him and he does things that are right. But I always say, had we gotten to Austin sooner before we started our family, we would have ended up 
um, probably on this foster care journey because sure. um, the church I attend has just done great job mm-hmm. with foster care. So, but you, um, your family was created yeah. through this foster care journey so as a single woman. Mm-hmm. And so I want to just ask you a couple questions that people might be wondering. Okay. First of all, I do get a lot of people, I wouldn't say a lot, but I get people asked sometimes like, I'm a single woman and I want to be a parent. <laughs> yes. So what does that look like? So can you just tell me how you got from... Okay, I'm single. I don't have children. I'm going to become a foster mom. I'm going to adopt an infant. I'm going to be a mom. Like, tell me that journey. Wow. Well, let me just say the Lord. Mm. The Lord is my favorite description. I say my favorite description. One of my favorites is when C.S. Lewis is describing Aslan in Mm. Narnia. And he says he's not a tame lion, but he is good. I'm like, yes and amen. Um, So I knew for a long time that I wanted to foster. Um, I think because I just have a heart for people yeah. who don't have a home. So I I didn't know what that would look like or when that would happen. And um, I think for a long time, I was like, I would love to work with refugees and support helping them create a home or find home and help understand what that means. Um, So for me in 2020, when the world shut down, I had a beautiful home in Waco. And at that point I had, I had known and been praying about when do, when do I start? So for years I um, provided respite care Mm -hmm. for foster families. And in 2020 in Waco, there were so many kids Mm -hmm. with nowhere to go. Um, there were a lot of factors that contributed to Waco kind of being in this influx of yeah. we have lots of kids and not a lot of homes mm-hmm. to send them to. So they were taking kids to other counties, which makes wow. it really difficult for their foster placement. One, to do potential meetups with their bio family. Lots yeah, of complications. Lots of things, yep. So I was like, okay, Lord, I actually don't know if this is time. Mm-hmm. I think now people think, oh, that totally makes sense. And it all worked out really smoothly. But for me, I, I did not know. I just said yes to the foster class. And then I said yes to the next foster class. And as I got further in, I really thought, there's no way I can do this. Yeah, because it just felt like overwhelming. Like this is a lot. This is a lot. And there's potentially a lot that they're going through and am I enough? Mm -hmm. Can I provide just me? Um, Is this what's best for them to go into a home with an individual versus a a set of parents? Mm -hmm. Um, So long story shorter, I guess, um, I continued to say yes. And so I, I never knew along the way if I would actually have a child in my home. I just knew I was saying the next yes. And so I was certified officially on a Friday for zero to 12. That mm-hmm. was my range because yeah. I knew there were middle school age kids um, that were also in Waco with not a lot of options. There yeah. were not a lot of families yeah. that were like, we're open to eight to 12 year olds. Yeah. And I was so intimidated, but I was like, I'm just going to say yes. Yeah. And so, so I was certified on Friday afternoon. And Monday morning, I got a call that said, hey, we have a four-day-old baby at the hospital with nowhere to go. And I just took a pause. And I was like, 
okay, Lord, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say yes. It, I just sensed and felt, I don't know what it is, um, that it was the right, the next right. Yes. Wow. And so she came four hours later. Oh my gosh. Which is wild. <laughs> It's so crazy. And I, I I, love the way you just told that because you had this theme that went through the whole story of like, it's just the next yes, yeah. like just the next yes. And I think about some of the coolest things in my life that I think sometimes, I don't know how I got here. Yeah. I don't know how this happened. Yeah. I mean, even with my own family, I've got like 18 year old, 16 year old. I yeah. sometimes I'm like, how did I get here? Yeah. And so much of our life literally is going I'm just going to say the next yes. Yes. And you did that. And one of my good friends says, live with the light unto your feet, because she knows that I have this tendency to want to do this, the whole thing. I want to see everything. I want to see the full picture before I take the next step. And she says, Jesus will give you just the light unto your feet to take the next step. And so the foster care journey, that really was what it was for me. I mean, Every single course that I took was, I am not capable, but I really believe I'm called. Wow. So I'm going to keep saying yes. That is like how we should live our lives. <laughs> I wish I could apply that to so many other But I think that you will, though. Life. I mean, cause, but in the moment, you didn't think that you were actually no. doing that. Oh, no, absolutely Like in the not. moment, you were like, yeah. you know what, guys? Here I am. <laughs> I am not capable, but I'm called. For sure. What's next? No, no, you were just like showing up trembling and scared. Absolutely. That's absolutely right. Trembling and scared is so right because they really give you, which is as they should, exactly. the real picture of what it looks like to enter into Mm -hmm. brokenness and advocate for someone else. Yeah. I think a big piece of the story for me is truly before I started my first class, I had prayed and this will choke me up a little bit. Lord, I think I want a family. And for me, that meant I would like to get married. And I think at some point I would like to have kids. And the Lord said, trust me with your desires. Mm Because to me, entering into foster care is not building my family. It's really advocating for someone else's family and entering into their story. And so for me, it was I surrender and trust mm. what I desire yeah. and walk with the Lord and what he's actually calling me to. Yeah. So for me, it looked like I think I'm going in the opposite direction. Mm. That's what it looks like to me. But I'm just going to walk. You're just going to walk. Yeah. It's that verse in Proverbs that we probably all memorize when we're little. If you grew up in church, like mm-hmm. your word is a lamp into my feet yes. and a light into my path. <laughs> and I think I'm like you a lot of ways is like, God, if you'll just tell me how this is going to end up, yes. I'll trust you more. Like, totally. don't you want me to trust you more? <laughs> so just fill me in. <laughs> yes. And he literally is like, I'm going to just, just follow the little yeah. light in front of your steps. Yes. And yeah. that feels hard. And I know it's, it's been beautiful for you, but it's also been yeah. super hard in some ways as well, sure. I would imagine. Uh, you know, just um, last week on our show, we had um, Tori Peterson on who mm-hmm. grew up um, in the foster care system. And she has a beautiful book that comes out in August. And just her talking about mm-hmm. the, um, I, I want to be careful with my words, like the wrong reasons that people might foster and, mm-hmm. and what you said just now, I hope everyone heard it. And if not, I'm going to repeat it right now. 
is that you really went into this saying, I'm going to be a part of someone's story. Mm -hmm. Um, Jamie Finn, who was on, talked about that. Brittany Mm -hmm. Salmon, who was on, talked about that. Like, we've just had this theme going on. We're talking about foster care and adoption is like, it is this moment of how do I step into a child's story instead of like, oh, come in, you're completing my family. Yes, yes. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a -a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interests. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. Now, I want to ask you, like, I think that's easy for us to say, mm-hmm. but that has to be hard to actually walk out. Oh, my goodness. It, I I really did. It, it was amazing. I couldn't have written it myself. I almost think I wouldn't have written it because right. it feels cruel, but uh-huh. I know God is good. Yeah. He's not uh-huh. cruel. Um, He's that lion, like I, you mentioned. Absolutely. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm like, you're so wild. <laughs> I I just prayed, God, I... I I, I want a family. Mm-hmm. I desire to build a family and for this family to be even a space for others to find safety in. And I think God was just really breaking apart my vision, not mm-hmm. breaking apart my desires, but breaking apart my vision for what that looked like yeah. and what the timing of that mm-hmm. looked like. And honestly, the order of what that looked yeah. like as well. I think it's, it's a it's interesting to explain to people I didn't foster because I was tired of being single and wanted a family. Mm. I didn't foster because it was just, you know, I'm getting older and now it's time yeah. to start my life. Mm-hmm. It really was a surrender. Yeah. And I think that's hard to explain mm-hmm. um, because it doesn't feel like the right steps in what we have in mm-hmm. this American culture of what mm-hmm. life looks like. Mm-hmm. And so it would seem like, oh, Patoya must be like, I got to do this. I got to get a family. I, yes. I'm behind in what yes. God has planned for yeah. me. And so it's just this kind of rethinking the way we look at yeah. caring for the vulnerable, yeah. you know, and what that looks like. So there's two things I want to just really talk about for a second. The obvious. Number one, if you're just listening and you have not seen a photo or you have not been on YouTube, um, I just want to say, like, I'll state the obvious. Patoya is a black woman mm-hmm. and your daughter is a white daughter. Yes, okay? she is. So this is not quote, un- I'm using a bunch uh-huh. of air quotes here, uh-huh. listeners. <laughs> this is not quote unquote yeah. typically yes. what we see. That's right. And so I would love to just hear from you, like, the struggles that have come with that, the yeah. beauty that's come from that, what God has shown you through this. Yeah. Like, what does that look like these past? She's two now? She's almost two. Okay, She's almost two. So what does um, it look like these past 18 months? 
wow, she is she's so fun. First of all, I I love learning her and seeing her without any sort of expectation yeah. because I didn't birth her. Right. So it's just fun <laughs> to see what God has created her to be. But yeah, it's I think when we some of the things have been when we are at dinner or we're out with friends and she just attracts people. Mm. It's just something in her. People are so drawn to her. And so when people have questions about her, yeah. they look at my friends yeah. and they ask questions about her story. And it's funny because I'm answering all the questions, but they're still looking at my friends uh-huh. um, who are white yeah. and they just assume mm-hmm. or they assume that I'm th- her babysitter. Mm-hmm. Um, one one thing that I never considered, I was talking to a friend about this is um, she said, Patoya, the interesting thing for you is people might assume that you're married and your husband's white. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that you might have to explain to people yeah. or that you might need to explain to mm-hmm. people is she's she's not that's yeah. not our story yeah. even that and so um it's it's been an interesting thing because you hear a lot of stories of okay there's white women who are learning to care for hair or white women who are getting these questions of yeah well where did they come from or uh-huh. do they belong to you and honestly i have not gotten the horrific questions mm-hmm. that i'm sure we'll get at some point yeah. um but it has been interesting learning to care for her hair. Yeah. She has completely opposite hair of me. Yeah. And I've I've had a friend that says, Patoya, do not put oil in her hair. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's curly, yeah. but completely different yeah. texture. Um, and so it it is a challenge also just, you know, I I think about when I took her to her first doctor's appointment and... I can't tell you how many times that one of the nurses said, well, you should have gotten that at the hospital. Well, they would have done that at the hospital mm. or, and I keep saying, I, I didn't have her. Mm. Like I wasn't at the hospital with yeah. her. Um, or they ask, well, where's her mother? Mm-hmm. Um, can, can you get that information from her mom? Mm-hmm. And so those are hard yeah. things that I think, what is that going to look like when she starts to ask those mm-hmm. questions? Um, what? How do I have that conversation honorably? When mm-hmm. do I start to have these conversations? When is she going to notice that our skin is different? Yeah. She already is fascinated with my hair and uh-huh. loves to pull it, uh-huh. um, which most kids are. Right. So yeah. <laughs> right now, I think a lot of the challenges are just what what will this look like for her? Mm-hmm. How is she going to experience this? And even when I'm responding to strangers, I don't want to just be, I don't want to just defend us, yeah. but how do I communicate yeah. honorably for yeah. our family? Yeah. What does it look like for someone to ask you those questions? Because it is intriguing the same way I have, I'm the opposite mm-hmm. situation. You know, I've had people intrigued about my family because I'm white and have black children. Yeah. So what is like the way that makes you feel the most loved and cared for for someone to ask questions because I think that puts it like I have 18 years in this game yeah. and so I am not as caught off as yeah as I was yeah. in the beginning mm-hmm. you know in the beginning I remember someone said like do you know their mom and I'm like I am their mom <laughs> and now I would just be like yes. yeah we do we have you yeah. know like it, it's not yeah. as, as tender for me as it was then but I think people are wondering like what does it look like yeah to question in a honoring way yeah. and a 
um, a way that is not intrusive, but is just curious. Yeah. What does that feel like? What is good for you? So there was a sweet lady in Tuesday morning of all places. When's oh. the last time I went to a Tuesday morning? I don't even know where one is right? in Austin. Okay. Yes. They may not exist. They, you have one in Waco? <laughs> yes. yes. It's still hanging on. <laughs> I really think I was just killing time yeah. of why I was in there. But there was a sweet lady who she walked up to us. I have Addie in a cart and we're just browsing and she walked up to us and she said, you both look so happy. Mm-hmm. What is your story? What's your story? And true, she was a stranger. Yeah. She knew nothing about me. She didn't know me at all. And you could tell she, that she's noticing that we're yeah. different. Uh-huh. So I just appreciate her verbiage yeah. of, you both look so happy. What's mm. your story? And so I got to tell her, well, I got to meet Addie when she was four days old. Yeah. You know, so I end up telling our whole story to this lady. She's crying. I'm crying, you know. <laughs> right there One in the middle the- <laughs> of Tuesday morning. <laughs> yes. Big things happening in Tuesday yeah. morning. But I think I really valued that she that she called out a connection mm. between us and identified something that we shared, which yeah. was really sweet. And she approached it. Maybe with assumption, but her words didn't come with a lot of assumption. And she I love just said, that. what's your story? I love that because I she might have had assumptions because I think yes. we all make assumptions. Yes. All the time. For sure. Every day. But she didn't lead with that. Right. And so I think she was just curious, which I was like, oh, I'm so happy to share our story mm. um, because I didn't write it. I yeah. could not have written this. Yeah. yeah. It is fascinating to me yeah. how Addie, yeah, Addie and I end up together, but um, but yeah, I really, I just really appreciate it from, from a complete stranger. Yeah. What's your yeah, story? Yeah. Um, you know, th- we're talking about foster care this whole month. Um, it is, like you said, I just kept making one, one yes after mm-hmm. another, one yes after another. Um, and it's, uh, you tell me if your story is unusual that this was your very first placement. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that feels unusual to me. Very unusual. <laughs> okay. Yes. Because normally we hear a typical story of people mm-hmm. would, you know, foster multiple multiple children Mm -hmm. lots of children lots of kids who are in and out maybe they do go back to a family member and at some point they come back even Mm -hmm. to the foster placement and so there's a there's a lot that can go into a foster story but we we have a very unique story you do you do have a unique story um so i the the entire time that i was going through the classes they tell you there will be no infants. If you're here to start your family with this with a brand new baby, that is not a thing. It's good that they say that because yes. that's like you said, people are like, I want to start a family this yes. way. And that is not your goal. Yes. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people will say, um, I just want a child with no trauma. Mm-hmm. And well, it's like, okay. Well, <laughs> that's not possible. They literally were removed from their mother. Yeah. So, yeah. or their, and their Even father, at four so. days old. I mean, yes. that's the misconception is like, yes. oh, well, I adopted child from birth or I was adopted at birth or whatever the scenario and there's loss and there's trauma. And the truth of the matter is, I'll just Mm -hmm. say this, Mm -hmm. if anyone doesn't know this, everyone has trauma. Yes. Everyone. Absolutely. If you grew up in the best family, Mm -hmm. we live in a fallen world. Yes. You've had things happen to you that have left um, a mark on you. Yes. That were traumatic. Absolutely. There's my little plug for the day. (laughs) Yes. I 100% agree. Um, And so... I can't remember what you asked. Me for Some that. people come in and they're like, I don't want a kid with, that has any trauma. Oh, yes. So 
And our, yes. So our, and our caseworker always says, Patoya, I can never tell anyone your story. Mm. And I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> Jesus will tell the story. But, um, yeah. because she says, this is what people think happens right. and it never happens. Yeah. So Addie, um, came to my house straight from the hospital. Her birth mom actually called CPS herself mm. and said, I can't take care of her. Make sure she goes somewhere great. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was no, Mm. We had no involvement or connection, which presented challenging things yeah. because, of course, I think I would have loved to know yeah. really anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, and, and the father's not in the picture as well. So, it, in a sense, it was really clean. Mm. I don't know if that's the right word to use, but simpler, mm-hmm. a lot less complicated. Yeah. Um, which so, has its own comp complexity yes. to it as well so like absolutely I, you keep saying this and i'll keep saying it is like there's no like perfect no. ending and everything is yeah because truly the complicated part of having nothing is we really know nothing so we try to fill out any form of paperwork and i mean we have pages and pages and pages that are empty that just have nothing on it and that is hard it's hard to know why is her body responding like this or we during the pandemic, we quarantined, true quarantine, not leave our house with this brand new infant for three and a half months because it was like, I know it would be helpful to have people come in, but we don't know anything about her. And in the first three months, if she gets anything, we don't know how to triage it. Yeah. With, and so Without family history. Yeah. Yes. With no family history. So it, it definitely has its complications. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she was adopted within six months, which yeah. is, again, our caseworker is like, Patoya, you met a little girl that was four days old straight from the hospital. Yeah. You knew she needed to be mm-hmm. adopted within two weeks. You had no involvement from bio family. Yeah. And within six months, she mm-hmm. was your daughter. Yours. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not that's, typical. N- that's not typical. Yeah. But I, I yeah. mean, I love that, that you started the story telling us exactly mm-hmm. the way God moved and yeah presented mm-hmm. like trust me like yeah trust me and, yeah. I, and i'm not saying that that your daughter met those things right but all i'm saying is like you never went into it going i want a four day old from no. the hospital <laughs> adoption a simpler as might say right. that you've said um and so god has just been with you through all Absolutely. of that as well yeah. now single parenting oh man you know not for the faint of heart <laughs> so this is like you know um we've had a couple of people on our show who um, have single parented. Um, in fact, next week I have a woman who's coming on who placed her baby for adoption. adoption and she mentions a mutual friend of ours, mm-hmm. Becca Harris. Oh, yeah. Yes. And Becca's been on the podcast before, Love which is Becca. why I felt comfortable saying that. Um, but, you know, single mom as mm-hmm. well um, through mm-hmm. the foster care system. Yes. Um, but I, I'm meeting a lot more um, women mm-hmm. who are choosing to become parents mm-hmm. um, in a quote unquote, not Non-tri- typical, yeah. normal, traditional, fill in your blank word uh, way. So I'd love to hear from you. Like what pushed you towards thinking I can do this, even though you said earlier, like <laughs> I can't do this, <laughs> but there was something, even though you felt yeah. not capable, there was yeah. something that says I can do this. Mm-hmm. And besides the foster care stuff because right. you already told us that like you went in not mm-hmm. like i want to be a mom but like right. i want to take it. but you are a mom now and so totally. like i just want to mm-hmm. say that so what does that look like for you now and then i also want to hear 
how has community stepped in and really played a big yeah. role? And then without throwing anyone under the bus, like what's been, what have you missed? Yeah. Like how can, yeah. how can church communities and neighborhoods, mm-hmm. how can we really rally behind mm-hmm. single parents, whether that be a mom or a dad through the divorce or death or yeah. whatever it yeah. might be? Yeah. How do we do that? So those were a lot yeah. of questions, but I just want to hear <laughs> from you, like, man, that decision yeah. to say, yeah. I'm really going to walk with the lamp at my feet. And this means I'm going to be a solo parent. Like there's not someone coming home to take another shift. I think it was helpful that single parenting was not new to me. Okay. There are a lot of single parents in our family. My mom is a single parent with seven children. Okay. So So you're like, if she can do it, (laughs) (laughs) Um, then maybe I can attempt it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Um, So it was helpful that it wasn't, a completely new idea. That's good. To single parent. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that, I and I think I was just open. I think there's something that Jesus has allowed me to experience in him that I'm like, if if he calls me to it, if he, if he is saying yes, then it's his to say yes to. Mm. I'm just the vessel. And he's who's going to provide. He's who's going to do it. So here we go. Yeah. Um, and so those are helpful things. Now, it is it is very hard. You asked about community. Um, I do have a roommate, which is a whole other thing. I think she um, has just been amazing <laughs> in living with an infant. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. She's like, that's not uh, hers. That's not hers. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and she had not been around a lot of kids before. <laughs> and so, um, so that... I mean, that, even that in and of itself has been a gift. Seeing the, seeing the Lord provide um, in the most practical of ways is mm. just really, I think, a testament for not just for parents, but for everyone. Yeah. It's like God knows. He, he knows. This is his thing. So yeah. he's going to provide for it. Um, but we would not make it mm. without community for sure. Yeah. We, uh, you know, before Addie, I was a professional that just kind of did what I wanted. I had no restraints at all. And so our friends, our friend group, really, I mean, they, they visited us through the window when we weren't allowed to hang out with people because I was like, I'm, I just need to see friends. And it was also during the pandemic when everyone was kind of feeling that way. So, um, it was really sweet of them to literally sit on our porch and converse with us through a window Wow! Um, and bring meals and bring diapers and do target runs because that was also the time where we're like does COVID live on surfaces yeah. for a certain amount uh-huh. of time you know yeah leave boxes outside uh-huh. because we're not sure yeah um, so it was an interesting time to mm. to become a parent yeah. I think yeah. um, but it also I think as much as community is so helpful and has swarmed us. They don't live with us Mm -hmm. and they're not there in the day to day. And my sweet roommate has a full-time job and travels a lot for her work. And um, so I think just day in and day out, I wear down really quickly. Mm. And I think I've, I realized very early on that if I don't take a break from Addie then my day to day becomes robotic and mm. I it's not I'm not connecting with her. Yeah. I'm not building relationship mm-hmm. with her. I'm just keeping her alive. Yeah. And it's really not best for her 
to get an exhausted robotic mom. Mm. And I miss out on her. Yeah. You know, I miss out on the things that really are sweet mm-hmm. and really are so fun because they become annoyances because yeah. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Um, and so that that has been very challenging. Um, I actually this is that's this is such a timely question because last week I was a really tough week. I was sick and Addie was sick and my roommate is traveling. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, what do I do when I have a high fever? Yeah. And truly probably should be in bed, but my kid is also sick. Yeah. And we just honestly we just had to make it through. Mm-hmm. There there's no beautiful answer to that. It's exhausting, it's messy and you don't have an option yeah. to sleep. And so yeah. um so that that was a tough yeah. thing. And I know that so many single parents do this and they don't have an option even through church maybe. Mm-hmm. And so just thinking on it, I ended up talking to a mentor about this after the fact. And I told her having a child and owning a home and working full time is just too much for anyone. (laughs) These are all such sweet gifts, but I can't do it. And so she said, let it, let us help, let us help. And I think I hadn't been able to think what does help look like until she said, show me your list, show me your list of things for your house. And truly, it was like, I can't reach the recess lighting yeah. to change the light uh-huh. bulbs. I don't I, I don't know how to reprogram the garage door opener. So I just leave our garage open a yeah. lot or things like that. And so I think for the church, I think sometimes we overthink helping. And I'm... That's good. I am such a... Yeah, I, I do this. Yeah. I, I People ask me, how can we help? And I'm like, oh, we're good. Or, or we think it's a critical time, so let's provide a meal, which is so helpful yeah. and good. But I think we forget that the church is made up of people who are full of skills yeah. and gifts. And they, she brought an army of people, truly, to my house wow. on Saturday. And they were there for three hours. And they did about 15 to 20 things that I would have never been able to do. Wow. I would have had needed to buy a ladder. Yeah. To, you know, but it was like oh my goodness, you actually understand yeah. and have a, some sort of meter that measures a motor <laughs> in a dishwasher yeah. to let me know if it's going out or not. Yeah. Who knew? Who would have known? So I think in terms of the church, I think we can think about sometimes I, I have skills mm. and giftings that I use on a regular basis. How can I maybe serve someone else? That is so good. And so it's... It was a hard, but I think a beautiful thing came yeah. out of it. And I think there's two things here is like even you having to be willing to go like, I'm going to give you that list. Yes. Because we don't <laughs> actually sometimes want to share our list. Yeah. Oh, no. It's it's hard. How long have I had this list? Right. It just has kept growing. Yeah. For months. Right. Um, You know, and so it, it was, I mean, she had to say, give, give me, me your list. list. You're not leaving today until you give me your list. Wow. And so I said, okay. Because I knew I can't do it. Yeah. And it is, it is a you laying down this mm-hmm. thinking of I can do all things. Yes. And then it's also people going, I do know how to do this. Yes. So how can I serve and help yes. and be a part of this? And I yeah. think that you're right. So many times we see, you know, if Addie's 18 months old, mm-hmm. we see like, it's not that people forget because that's not it. For sure. It's no. not that they forget. It's just that 
life. Uh-huh. That's exactly, I mean, it's just a life. Yes. Like everyone that served you so well, and I'm, yes. I'm not saying they're not serving you now, so don't right. hear me say that. Right. I'm saying gener- generically in situations, people who serve so well in yes. crisis, none of them are like, you know what? I'm done serving her. No. No one's ever thinking no, that. Absolutely not. No one, everyone's just thinking like, oh, they're I, good. They're good. And now I'm serving someone else or yes. I need serving or yes. my kid is this or my job yeah. is that. And so mm-hmm. there is this idea of like, let's just lay all of our cards on the table. Yes. And the cards are, I didn't quit serving you. <laughs> like, you know, it, no one was yeah. being mean. Yes. And then also the cards of like, I'm going to like waste, wave this white flag uh-huh. that I need a little mm-hmm. help. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard to do. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to do. Um, you know, we're recording this and um mother's day was just two days ago if this is a wednesday so it was on mm-hmm. sunday and um one thing i've learned through doing this show for eight years and talking to a bunch of women is that this idea of motherhood uh this image that we have of it mm-hmm. this image that's been told to us um is sometimes hard mm-hmm I also have learned after talking to people for a long time is that people's stories are difficult with relationships and some people come into Mother's Day very weary. Mm -hmm. Some people come into Mother's Day a little overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Some people come into Mother's Day like shaking their fist (laughs) at God. And then like some people come into Mother's Day truly like I feel celebratory. celebratory. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I was talking to Whitney, who you, you guys that are listening will hear on Friday, and saying, you know, there have been seasons that Mother's Day has been hard for me, but mm-hmm. for the most part, it'll be a joyous day. Yeah, on Sunday, or it was. I hopeful between now and then, I hope it still <laughs> is that. Um, but what about you? How does Mother's Day feel for you um, as a single mom? Mm-hmm. What does it look like for you this year? Man, that's a great question. Mother's Day is confusing. That's it's, a good answer. It's very confusing for a lot of reasons. I lost my mom in 2019. I'm sorry. It's so strange to say lost because I think there's such a connection that I'm like, it doesn't feel like mm-hmm. she's gone. It just feels mm-hmm. like I haven't talked to her in a long time. Yeah. And so I think since Addie, I've thought a lot about the kind of daughter I wish I could have been. Mm. Praise God for the freedom that he he is like, there, there's no regrets. Yeah. There are no regrets. Mm-hmm. Um, and what a gift of a mother's love. And so I do feel a lot of freedom from that. But I think learning Addie and caring for Addie, the beauty that motherhood is for children mm-hmm. and for the mom, I just am like, oh, I wish I could have celebrated her more. Yeah. And so... Um, she was so fun and so bright that it's hard to be sad on Mother's Day. I'm like, she would absolutely be like, let's eat fried chicken Uh and let's dance. Yeah. Like, absolutely. So there's that. And then I also think I almost feel like I'm not, I'm not qualified to be a mom yet. I can't believe I'm in this mom club. So that is also a confusing thing, but also I am a mom and I want to honor that and be so thankful for that. But then I also think, yeah, Addie's birth mom, I can't even fathom what this must be like for her. And I've worked really hard to not try to put myself in her shoes, not to create a story that I don't actually know because I don't know 
I don't know her story. I don't know anything about what she thinks mm-hmm. or feels. And so I don't want to create that for her. But it's a confusing day. Yeah. And so I think when I can zoom out, I can say, praise God that we see a reason to celebrate mm. and that we can honor such a beautiful thing, yeah. such as motherhood. Mm-hmm. But it is really confusing for yeah. me. Yeah, I, I, I like the way you answered that, that it feels confusing. And I think... Mother's Day also is this time to also celebrate women who have mothered us. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I mean? Like yes. I can think of people who are not my mother, mm-hmm. who I have felt so loved from them Gosh, as if so they good. were a mother to yes. me. And and I hope to be that to people, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. so I think it can be confusing. And again, this week we're talking about motherhood with you and I mean, with a Mother's Day with you and Whitney and it passed. So I'm like, okay, guys, <laughs> it's in the past. But I do think it's a great opportunity for people to listen and say, man, how do I reach out to that woman at church mm-hmm. that motherhood might, a Mother's Day might feel confusing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great word to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have such sweet friends who know that about me and they acknowledge all of the aspects that is so helpful. So if you're someone who's like, how do I celebrate? How do I help this? How do I reach out? Just acknowledge all of it. You say, I'm sorry, it's hard. I'm sorry for the things that are heavy. I'm thankful that you are a mother. And also, we get to pray for Addie's birth mom, for whatever her story is. You know, I have such sweet friends who've done all of those things. And I'm like, thank you for helping me just acknowledge all of them and now I can enjoy the day and so hopefully that's helpful to someone because people do come in with a lot of different a lot of different things and that's such a write-on I love that you I'm there's a group of women that I call my wing mamas Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if that's strange or not (laughs) or how I even came up with that concept but I texted all of them um, on the morning of Addie's adoption and just said I know that my mother Mm. if she were here would just be so honored because of the way you all have mothered me. And thank you all for leading me into a, a role that you all have been and yeah. are. And so, wow. I mean, I could talk for hours about each of them. They're yeah. such a gift, yeah. um, even from afar. And so I think that is that I'm like, they are so worth celebrating. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Well, good. Well, you're worth celebrating too. Thank Katoya. you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and you you are fully qualified to be a mom because we all come in going, I don't know what we're doing. No, yeah. no one knows what they're doing when they when they step into this role. Um, I just want to really say thank you for sharing your story. Um, and I think I will just always remember this interview as you just saying at the beginning, I just said the next yes. Mm-hmm. And I just said the next yes. And I just said the next yes. Yeah. And I, I don't know why I'm going to cry here, but I like... <laughs> I want that to be my life. Yeah. You know, and I think that yeah. we do as followers of Jesus, like, don't we just want to be willing to say like, I'm going to put both my, I'm going to like live this like surrendered Ugh. life. And yes. I just want to say yes to wherever yeah. you take me and whatever yeah. it looks like. And for you, I mean, that's what it was. And for other one listening, they have different stories and for yeah. me, different stories, but yeah. there's so much joy there. And I know that yeah. you've experienced that even. Oh my goodness. I think, I always say Jesus is the absolute best. Mm. He is my favorite. And I think 
the the next yes and trusting that he provides the light just sets our feet free. It sets my heart free from all the weighty circumstances and from attaching to the beautiful circumstances. That's good. Yeah. And so I just am so I'm like, it it is our greatest hope. The light of Jesus. He is hope. He's our only hope. Absolutely. He is our hope. Uh, But Joy, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Okay, I would love to hear what are you loving and what are you reading? Um, what am I reading? I'm, <laughs> this is funny because I read so many books at once oh, I love it. that it takes me a long time to get through, through them. Um, but I'm reading one fun book. Okay. And it's called The Lost Art of Dress. Okay. Which is so random, but it's so good. It is? Okay. It's so good. It talks about, um, <laughs> this is such a nerdy, but it, it's about how fashion has played a role in history. Oh, and okay. The section that I'm in right now talks about World War One and how women were, um, how they were now allowed to be a part of the war because we needed them yes in the factories right absolutely yeah and so the section that i'm reading about is talking about these women and how they were um seamstresses who are shifting a male uniform into a female uniform oh, wow. because it conserved dollars but also allowed them to participate but honor themselves as women it's fascinating love it so interesting but also reading um jackie hill perry's book holier than thou Man, that is not one you sprint through. Nope. So I am taking my sweet time. I love that. And it has been beautiful to read. Such a great so book. So fun. Yeah. And then I'm also reading Bringing Up Bebe, which is just a mom book. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I'm reading Do all the Do you read things. a book book or like on a Kindle? I read a book book. Yeah, I like book books too. I'm trying to get into Audible. Yeah. Oh, I love listening. I can only listen to fiction though. Okay. Because the other know. ones, I want to see it. I yes. want to touch it. I want to underline it. Okay. That's yeah. good to know that that's your criteria. Or memoirs, like someone's story. Yes. Like I'm fine to listen to that. Yeah. Yes. Because I've tried and I'm like, wait, I need to see that. I need to, I think I'm listening to the wrong kind. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I like listening to something that I, I don't need to remember forever. Yeah. Yes. That's, that yep. should be the criteria. That's good. I actually that's don't. Really I can I listen to this and leave it. That's really good. Yeah. Okay. New criteria. There you Got go. Got that. Um, loving. I. Um, I'm loving my new shoes. The ones you have on right now? <laughs> yeah. Lindsay and I both noticed them when you walked in. Tell us about them. Okay. They're so comfortable. They're called, they're from a little company called Souls. S-O-L-S. S-O-L-S. Uh-huh. And I know nothing other than I, I saw them at Spring at the Silos, okay. which is an event in Waco um, that invites a bunch of vendors yes. from all over the country in. And they were the sweetest family that hand makes leather shoes. Oh my gosh. So they're very, they're really very cute. And that Thank color you. that you have, the little mauve yes. is like everywhere this it right now. It is so uh-huh. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Do they have a fall at the silos or is it just spring? Um, it's silobration in the okay. fall. Okay. Because I have never made it to thing. any of these. Oh. And I just forget. And then I see it and I'm I like, well, it. there's another year that I have oh. not been able to go. Okay. I will say as someone who lives in Waco and has gone multiple times, 
I think the spring at the cellos was one of the best that they've oh. ever had. It was really, really fun. Okay, well, you'll have to keep me in the loop yes. as to when they are. I'll tell you all the tips and tricks for yeah, yeah, yeah. How to avoid. All those things. All those yes. things. Okay, what else are you loving? Um, okay, this is so random, but I'm loving Pinterest. Are you? <laughs> because I have an afro uh-huh. and I'm tired of <laughs> managing it. So I've been on Pinterest looking at braid hairstyles oh. because I know Can you nothing. do it yourself? No. Okay, so that's I, where it's hard. Like, yeah. Pinterest. I forget about Pinterest uh-huh. and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's no politics over here. No, it's just fun this stuff. This is just fun it's stuff. It's so lovely. <laughs> I missed this. I know. So I've been... Great quotes, lo- great photos. Yes! <laughs> I've been loving it. So you can dream of couches <laughs> and sunrooms <laughs> and pool decks and birthday Absolutely. parties and yeah. So I've That's been learning awesome. about different braid styles because I'm ready, ready to have a break. I love um, it. I love it. Yeah. And I've just been loving writing. I've gotten um, a sitter once a week just to give myself time to do whatever I want. I love that. Which has been so good for me and for Addie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I just, I enjoy writing a lot, which I finally can admit to myself and just creating space for it has been so fun. So great. So, yeah. Well, this has been so great. Patoria, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is really fun. Fun to see you. Thank you so much for listening to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. We are truly grateful for every single story that we get to share with you, every encouragement we get to give you, and every opportunity we get to point all of us to Jesus. If you're loving this show, we would really appreciate it if you would leave us a rating and or a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, tell your friends. That is the number one way that people find out about our show. It's because you tell them. Join us right here every Wednesday and Friday for meaningful conversations that will make us think, they'll make us laugh, and they'll always point us back to Jesus. And come find me other places on the internet as well. I love Instagram. I'm over there at Jamie Ivy. And if you've never visited my YouTube page, you're going to want to go there. Have you ever listened to a show and wondered, I wonder what they look like? Well, go find us over there. It's jamieivy.com slash YouTube. The Happy Hour is produced by Lindsay Sweeney. Show notes are written by Abigail Castell. Graphics are by Amaya Savoy Easton. The show is edited by Angie Elkins. And I'm your host every week, Jamie Ivy. And goodness gracious, I love being here with you guys. Until next time, have a happy hour with a friend. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.